0: You're listening to Speak, Lord. I'm Ryan Rogers. This summer, I'm preaching a sermon series called Steps to Christ. I want to walk closer with Jesus. And I would be so grateful if I could help you walk closer with Him. In preparation for this series, I've been reviewing a little book called Steps to Christ by Ellen White. It was first published in 1892. And it has helped countless people around the world walk closer with Jesus and it's had a large impact on my own spiritual growth. The book has 13 chapters and I've had the privilege of having conversations with leaders in the Alaska Conference. That's the organization that my church belongs to and I've talked with them about the message of this book and how it can help us walk closer with Jesus. So for today's episode I'm sharing one of these conversations. Here it is. Well I get so much joy out of the thought that there's no limit. To the spiritual growth we can have in Christ because Jesus is always inviting us to walk closer with him. And in these conversations, we're talking about steps to Christ. So every conversation is another way that God is inviting us to him. We have been going through a book called Steps to Christ, and it's been a blessing in my life. And each one of these steps is a biblical step, an actual practical way we can deepen our walk with Christ. And in today's conversation. I'm joined with Pastor Ashwin, and we're talking about the test of discipleship. We've both recently reread this chapter and reflected on these biblical themes. And I've asked Pastor Ashwin just to share what's on his heart from rereading this chapter.
1: Good morning to everyone. Good to be here, Ryan. Um, I'm always excited to talk about Jesus and discipleship. Um, so it's great to be here this morning.
0: Yes, so as you as you're reading through there, I know you took some notes. So many good quotes in this chapter, but what grabs your heart? Wonderful. Well, before um, I go
1: into that and just share uh-huh. some specific quotes, yeah. just want to talk about um, the actual the title of the book, yeah. "Steps to Christ."
0: Yeah. So I did that when I met with Pastor Kevin, and okay. he told a story about <laughs> his experience with this book. So tell us about about this book. Uh, so "Steps to Christ" is you know it's
1: so um, inspirational. Um, and encouraging, and I like the title because for me, um, it reflects uh, what our, you know, what our relationship with Jesus is about, you know, it's a journey, Uh it doesn't happen overnight, it's a journey and it's about taking those steps, getting deeper and deeper day by day with Jesus. And so the title really um, obviously was, from Ellen White's perspective, was very intentional um, and and very pointed. And uh, and so for me, when I read that, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a day, you know, there was an old gospel song years ago. Um, and I remember back in England, uh, it hit the charts um, and it was a song entitled uh, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. I don't if you know that song it's I do. Uh, one day at a time but uh, back in England a few years ago it actually hit the charts and it was a, a huge hit and, it was, and that song still stays with me today and, and it really re- talks about what Steps to Christ is about it's about taking those steps day by day with Jesus um, and that's the discipleship journey um, so, right. so love the title of the book and uh, I love the focus on discipleship and uh, when we talk about discipleship, uh, right? What is what, what is, the, what is uh, you know? When I thought, what is a disciple? What does it mean yeah. to you?
0: And you're not going to ask me to define it, are you? <laughs> um, actually, I think we could use the title of the book in in that reflection. You mentioned uh, walking with Jesus. I think that this title could just as accurately be called Steps with Christ, mm, because yes, every step yes, to yes, Christ. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that the book in the Bible make it so clear that um, even repentance is a step with the Spirit because it's the Spirit that draws us That's to God, right. yeah. and confession yeah. is yeah. a step with Christ. That's right. So it's not like uh, Jesus is here and you have to be so diligent to take all the steps to Him. But actually, you're here and Jesus came to you, and now you're walking together that's and you're right. drawing closer. So discipleship is that, right? It is, yeah. it is uh, John 15 is probably my favorite picture of discipleship. The vine and the branches says, If a man remains in me and, and, and I in him, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. And that's so simple. Like Humans like to make things complicated. Yeah. The yeah. simple picture is uh, life. In constant connection with Jesus is the is the right. best life. Yeah, it's the only yeah. true life.
1: And I love that that you know that uh, concept of connection. You know that you know, you know the vine and the branches and being connected. And so I always view discipleship as being we need to be plugged in. We need to be connected yeah. because the reality is a lot of the time we get very disconnected from Jesus. Um, And and we get into trouble when we experience disconnection. So through prayer, through Bible study, through reading the Spirit of Prophecy, um, that's how we stay connected and and continue to be plugged in to Jesus, which is so important. Um, And we need to do that on a daily basis. Um, And with that in mind, um, I love the Hebrew definition of discipleship, or what a disciple is, uh-huh. because the Hebrew uh, definition of of a disciple is one who lives with the master daily, mm. and I love that because um, you know that's what the disciples literally did with Jesus. They were living with him every day. They walked with him. They talked with him. They preached with him. They ate with him. They ministered with him on a daily basis. And so, discipleship for us today is. Living with Jesus on a daily basis. So, how do we do that? As we mentioned just a moment ago, uh, you, know, you know, having that connection being plugged in um, to the vine on a daily basis through prayer, Bible study, reading the spirit of prophecy, and so forth. So, but I love the Hebrew definition living with the Master daily. And so, that's what I try to do. As a disciple um, of him today, but I know you want to get into uh, the specific chapter, yeah. so we'll yeah. do that. Yeah, we have a test. <laughs> we have a test to talk about the now, test of discipleship. But I, I don't like—I don't like tests. You don't like tests. I don't like tests. So why? Why? You know? So why is Ellen White entitled uh, this particular chapter, the test of discipleship? Mm-hmm. Why do we need a test?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. Uh, you can see it in an encouraging way. Uh, stress stress is associated with tests, so okay. <laughs> maybe a, a negative word right from the beginning. But I do think we can see it in an encouraging way with this this title because Scripture actually gives us tangible ways to grow spiritually. God has not left spiritual growth to be completely mysterious mm. and just maybe one day I'll I'll think hard enough and it'll have a breakthrough. He's given us practices and. Uh, things we can do to test and evaluate where we are. So in this one, uh, the test is, is really to, to see if your profession (coughs) that you make is true on the inside and, um, just some beautiful words about, about how we look at ourselves and see that this is an overflow of something real inside of me and not Mm. just a fake thing I'm putting on. And uh, there's a lot of benefit we have in applying that test. Mm.
1: So it's a process of looking in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. and you know, am, I, am I a true disciple of him? Am I honouring him every day? Am I living with him every day? And so we, that's important to check in and, and make sure that we're living up to the standard that he has set for us. Um, so so in term, you know, I think of the disciples when we talk about the test of discipleship. And I ask myself, did the disciples fail the test when they were on the boat there on the Sea of Galilee and when when times got you know you know you know the storm arose and the winds um, started to blow and the, the thunder was roaring um, and they realized their lives were, the, were in danger and then they ran around like headless chickens, waking Jesus up in the center of that storm and say, Master, we're dying, our lives are in danger. Do something. we you know what and and I wonder. How, what Jesus must have thought at that moment, because for, for a long time, Jesus had mentored these disciples. You know, they'd walked with him, talked with him, ate with him, ministered with him, performed miracles with him. And then when it came to maybe the test on that boat, they still didn't understand who Jesus was and the power that he has. And Jesus stands up and he calmly, and in my holy imagination, uh, I can just imagine walking to the front of that boat. And because he's a son of God, he doesn't need to, to shout, but he whispers because he's so powerful. Peace, be still. And he stills the storm. And then the disciples look at him. And I, and I so the question in my mind is at that moment, then they really understand who he is, you know, at that moment, that he is the son of, of God. He is our Messiah. Um so so that brings me hope that story because the disciples were just so human. <laughs> That's right. Like us today. And so we can sometimes doubt. We you know sometimes we don't we lack that faith like the disciples did, but Jesus is still there for Jesus is still in our boat and Jesus got them safely despite their lack of belief mm-hmm. and faith. Jesus still got them safely sure. across to the other side, and he'd do, do that for us today. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, so it, we, I just love him for yeah. always being, you know, staying in our boats as we Absolutely. go through times of suffering Absolutely. and trouble. It,
0: you know, they might have failed, but Jesus didn't, and so you asked the question, did they fail the test, and yeah. while we're recording, the time we're recording this conversation, school's just finishing up, so final exams. That's right. And... Um, I've seen examples in my own teachers and a few teachers I, I work with here, um, that occasionally they offer retakes when we fail a test. Mm. And so praise mm. God, um, <laughs> the test of discipleship is one that uh, there are retakes, Yes, and sure they failed. <laughs> they failed on that boat, and, and I failed too. And Jesus says, let's, let's do it again.
1: meant for that. Praise the Lord yeah. for His grace mm. and His mercy, which is great. And I love his grace and mercy. And, uh, and that leads me nicely into uh, the section that I'd like yeah. to uh, just, just, yeah. just share. Beautiful section um, talking about the character of, of Christ. It says, the loveliness of the character of Christ will be seen in his followers. It was his delight to do the will of God. Love to God, zeal for his glory was the controlling power in our Savior's life. Love beautified and ennobled all his actions. Love is of God. The unconsecrated heart cannot originate or produce it. It is only found only in the heart where Jesus reigns. 1 John 4.19 says we love because, of course, he first loved us. But this is the words I want to focus on, uh, Ryan, this morning. In the heart renewed by divine grace, love is the principle of action. It modifies the character, governs the impulses, controls the passions, subdues enmity, and ennobles the affections. This love, cherished in the soul, sweetens the life and sheds a refining influence on all around. A powerful quote, and I just want to focus in on uh, just a couple of words here when she talks about modifies the character and um, you know that for me as I read this section indeed as I read um, the whole book um, you know this whole process and journey of discipleship for me is about heart transformation. But it seems to me today, rather than us, you know, many of our churches, uh, many of our members, um, I feel unfortunately um, we've misinterpreted her words. And rather than focusing on heart transformation, we focus on what I term behavior modification. You know, it's about focusing on the works, you know, on the doing, on how we dress, how we you know, eat or, you know, more on the behavior rather than on the heart. And so for me, I don't know about you. I mean, for me, I I think that's an issue in some of our church. You've seen that too? (laughs) Maybe one or twice. Maybe once or twice. So, I mean, so so for you, uh, right, is that an issue too? Is that something that we as a church, you know, should talk about and and, and address?
0: Yep. there's... uh I've imagined it as, as a road with ditches on either side, and Jesus is right down the middle. Um, he does call us to obedience, and obedience is, is for our good, and it's beautiful. Um, but if, if it doesn't have the love—he even used the word, she used, used the word, governs us. The love governs us. And that's important. If, yeah, that's if important. If we yeah. don't have the love yeah. that, that the action springs from, um, we know how Jesus feels about that. You yes. know, th- that's when yeah. he uses words like, yeah. you hypocrites, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you worship me in vain. And he's just totally unimpressed with perfectly keeping rules without a heart that loves him. Like It does nothing for God other than yeah. cause rebuke. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think a, a good, careful reading of Scripture, we see this balanced call um, to obedience from the heart, but watch out. For obedience, for the sake of earning something, right? There's, there's because
1: that is legalism. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about uh, uh, you know salvation, and, and we talk about you know it being a free gift, and we don't have to earn it. It's all about faith, having that faith. Um, and but I think sometimes we get caught up in that, you know, in, in the doing, you know, and you know the the, the, the works, you know, justification. Uh, by works rather than by faith you know we look at we look at the Bible and we look at the you know the folks there at the Tower of of Babel you know going back to that time you know um, they you know they didn't believe them and God said that he will take care of them did they believe him? No. I mean after the floods, they built those big towers they wanted to build all the way up to heaven. That's legalism right there. You know, sure. that's justification by works. Not believing in in God and trusting yeah. in him. And that's what we need to do. And we need to be careful that, 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 that you know that doesn't become a barrier to us you know taking those forward steps to Christ each day yeah. on our discipleship journey. Yeah. Um, and I also think Ryan that, you know, when we talk about this area. Um, the Holy Spirit is so important because the Holy Spirit, once we pray for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and empty us of self, my pride, and my self-righteousness, all of those self, you know, um, you know self words, as I, as I call it, uh, and just emptying us of self and filling us with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit governs our hearts. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit drives us. And so, so, so he replaces all of those negative, um, you know, characteristics with, uh, and we read there in, in Galatians, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, love, patience, you know, having all, and so the Holy, we, you know, the Holy Spirit done that in us. And so I think, you know, an important part of taking these steps to Christ and, 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 and moving forward on this discipleship journey is intentionally praying for the Holy Spirit to so empty us of self and just be filled with his Holy Spirit on a daily basis. And, and I think we, and we, you know, we mentioned earlier about discipleship being you know a, a daily experience, living with the Master daily. And I think when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we need to pray for an infilling of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis because we're human That's and true. because we leak. So praying for the Holy Spirit to govern our hearts, so we can, you know, we can, we can possess those fruits of the Spirit. Mm. And then what happens is, because we, we're now filled with the fruits of the Spirit, we naturally want to do all these good things, mm-hmm. all the works, but it comes from the Holy Spirit. So we do all of those works, all of the good things, but it comes through the, uh, the power and the yeah. leading of the Holy Spirit. That's so true. it's all about the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love, uh, we don't take the test alone. Yeah, the Spirit, and and you might say the the test is obedience, but maybe there's a prior test, and that's the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Absolutely. You can't walk in obedience without the Spirit.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think sometimes we try to do that and we fail miserably Mm -hmm. because we don't have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And so, but it just yeah, once we have the Holy Spirit, obedience is something that just Mm -hmm. pours out naturally. Because we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is so good. Anything else you're burning to share? Um, in terms of uh, chapter eleven. Yeah. Talking so about we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll
0: catch that one in another video. And but uh, we uh, will wrap up chapter seven first. Okay. And, yeah. And you know, for those joining us, and our common desire is spiritual growth. So we're thinking about this, Steps to Christ. This is a big hurdle because in our spiritual growth, in our Steps to Christ, we can fall off in the ditch of legalism or lawlessness. And I just love the way this chapter 7 of Steps to Christ helps us get this balanced view of Christ in our hearts flowing out in good good works. And just one uh, picture of this test. This test is not just obedience, it's willing obedience. And this is what it says on page 59 it says there are two errors against which the um, the children of God face. First is that of looking to their own works, bringing themselves into harmony with God by their own efforts. So this is legalism. The opposite and no less dangerous error is that belief in Christ that releases men from keeping the law of God. So this idea that God is so gracious he doesn't even want us to live well. And I think that the Bible and the steps to Christ point us down a road of saying, actually these these laws God has given us are for our good. And by His Spirit, I can receive the grace to actually live a good life. And that is the test that it would be a fruit of the Spirit in you flowing out. So we are growing and taking these steps. And maybe the step to take right now for us, maybe to take it again is to recognize that I must have the Spirit in me mm. in order to yes. live out yes. these things yes. and have that test of discipleship in my life. How is God speaking to you? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Well, thank you for listening to Speak, Lord. And as a Speak, Lord listener, I want you to know that I pray every day for your spiritual growth. I hope that these conversations are helping you to take steps with Jesus. And if you want to go deeper in the Steps to Christ journey, I invite you to check out the sermon series that follows the same study. You can find that at PastorRyanRogers.com. And I will not be preaching the last half of the series. From July 29 to September 19, the messages that are shared in the series will be shared by some friends of mine who are stepping in while I'm gone on sabbatical. And if you would pray for my time away, I would appreciate it. I'm anticipating a really special time with family, and with God, And I look forward to coming back refreshed and ready to share some of that blessing with you right here on Speaking.